The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Fantasy football show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Wait, Kelly. wait, wait. Can you start again? Sorry. I think I was like doing this when you started. I, this is on TV. <laughs> what if we just keep it? And now that's like, you know, really grab. You like can keep it. If someone was watching the beginning of Fandle TV, now they can't turn it off. They have no idea what's going to happen. We're keeping that. That's fine. Thing. Great. Okay, great. Welcome. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and that guy with the weird head is Craig Rollback. Today it is power hour every week. We are power ranking something every Wednesday during the season. And today we are power ranking all the guys we don't know what to do with. Like we're talking about the players that when you receive a trade offer for these guys, you don't know whether you should be insulted by the offer or maybe you should just take it. Craig, we have talked a lot about buy lows, sell highs, these players you know what to do with. And I feel like a key thing, we always need to remind people, it's not a buy low or a sell high unless you feel a little nervous you're making a huge mistake. It's a leap of faith. It's like Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade, right? You have to make a little bit of a leap of faith with these guys. They all have great name value. You know, they were all drafted as highly touted picks. And there's an inherent, we call it anchoring, right? You're anchored to the draft value that these guys had. And, and the number one guy we're going to start with is Bijan Robinson. But, and like, it, it's, it's just, it's just tough to give up somebody with, with, you know, who's a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, but that's what we're here to talk about. And the flip side DK is like, if you, well, oh, I taste some hill, I'm going to sell high. It's like, yeah, you should be a little nervous because if you weren't nervous, there's nothing to sell high on because like, you can't just like, if a player is, a player is either talented or overperforming, but no one who's talented and overperforming gets the trick. You know what I mean? You either have a player who's bad and doing well somehow or a player who's great and underperforming. But if it's not one of those things, there's nothing for you to be afraid of. There's no opportunity. Right. I, I constantly refer to it as the pucker factor. Anytime you make a trade, there's got to be a bit, little bit of a pucker factor. And I'm not going to explain what that means, but no pain, know, no gain. No, essentially. Yeah. It's a scary situation. Sometimes, you, like Craig said, you have to what, did, what actually what did you say? You have to leap of faith. You have Leap to jump faith. off that cliff and build your wings on the way down. Yeah. You know, Indiana <laughs> Jones has to cross that final yeah. step to head to find the Holy Grail. I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. Yeah. Hopefully it's Indiana Jones and not the aim for the bushes other guy's situation. This is important to talk about, though, because the <laughs> great scene. It's like the most underrated scene in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole movie. Yeah, well, I'm not going to spoil it. The default trade deadline on Yahoo is November 18th. That's 10 days. We're recording this Tuesday. You're probably listening to this on Wednesday. So that's on Yahoo. ESPN default trade deadline is November 29th. So a little more time there. On the Sleeper app, I don't know what the deadline is, but it's it's not even a date. It's like a week. It's like week 10. It means 
The deadline is at the end of the Monday Night Football game, which is kind of weird. I don't know. But whatever it is, check your leagues. Like, go to your leagues and your commissioner, No, one, probably no one asked when the deadline is. The commissioner either left it or set it. But go and check when the deadline is because you don't want the deadline to pass and you didn't make any deals. So we're going to go through trade advice. And again, pucker factor. Again, the easiest way to do trades, it's like, go to the bottom of the standings. Who's got the L1, L2, like three-game losing streak, whatever it is. Those people want to make a trade. No one on three-game winning streak wants to trade their players. Everyone on a three-game losing streak wants to trade their players. <laughs> right, it's like that right. simple. It's like start with the four teams that are doing terribly and go from there. We're going to do this Power Hour style. If you're not familiar with Power Hour, super simple. Every two minutes, you're going to hear this sound. What the hell is this, Kai? Is this? Oh, is this the FanDuel? This is the FanDuel music. Oh. <laughs> Just wow. making decisions. Okay. Kai's, Kai's keeping really. us on our feet. Yeah, I'm loving it. crazy. Wow, that is pretty good music, though. That was nice. I felt like I was in an elevator at a five-star hotel. How does that's that the one has the rights to that? We just got that rights free. It's crazy. So yeah, you hear that, Tom? Tom, whatever Kai's doing, I don't know what he's up to. So we're not in control, I guess. Um, and again, we're power ranking players we don't know what to do with. And as Craig said, number one player we don't know what to do with. No one knows what to do. Bijan Robinson, running back yeah. in the Falcons. Yeah, Bijan Decoy Robinson is what I think we have to call him now. Because Arthur Smith is essentially using him like NBA teams used to use J.J. Redick. Uh, he, they're like, oh, Arthur Smith basically recently said that uh, Bijan Robinson's impact away from the ball can open <laughs> things up for the other Falcons players. You it's know, Kyle Corver. This is for where guys we like Jonu Smith. Um, <laughs> yeah, Arthur Smith said that the reason why Robinson hasn't gotten the ball inside the five-yard line this season is just because of how defenses have have been game planning and how, you know, using Bijan Robinson as a decoy is actually beneficial. Tyler Algier has five times the amount of touches inside the five this year as, as our boy Bijan Robinson. Desmond Ritter has more. Cordero Patterson has the same amount of touches inside the five as, as Bijan Robinson. Um, DK, after th yeah. the, this latest statement from Arthur Smith, are, are you at peak anger or is this just, <laughs> are you used to it by now? Now, I, at this point, I'm honestly somewhere past it where I've like come to accept it somewhere in the bargaining or like whatever the stage of, of grief that you go through. I am just absolutely beyond the anger part. Now I don't even know where I am just because I'm, I've, I just have no more energy to like give to this situation. I mean, this is where we're, are we talking about the number eight pick in the draft a running back who everyone talks about? Don't take a running back in the first round. This is the eighth overall pick. They took a running back. And now they're talking about him. Supposed as to be the decoy. best running back we've seen in, in like 10 years, like the best running backs in Saquon Barkley. I don't want to contradict what you guys said, but Dickie, you sound like you're still in the anger thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it got back there. You know, it's like a, it's, it's a drum up old baggage. So it's not, it's yeah. fluid. You know, you go back. And so forth, what do you uh, do? Like, do you hypothetically, if you had Bijan Robinson in the Ringer Fantasy Football League, as I do, um, <laughs> do you trade high? You're like, he's, he's got you hold him, right? Like, I think he's he can't get less touches. Well, he probably can, but don't, yeah, how dare you say wow. that? Look. <laughs> This is so jazzy. Guy, this is incredible. <laughs> it's, it's long, too. It's like a good seven seconds. <laughs> no, it's, that's funny. Uh, here's what I'll say about Robinson here. His next four weeks, he basically plays the Cardinals next week. And I would say if he has a great game, think about selling him. Because then he goes on by, and then he plays mm -hmm. the Saints, Jets, and Bucks, All teams that are top 10 uh, against fantasy running backs. If you wanted to get cute, the fantasy playoffs, he has a really easy schedule, but like, are you going to get there with Bijan Robinson after these next five weeks? Maybe not. So uh, I would say they're playing the Cardinals this week. If he has a big game, uh, maybe get rid of him. That's However, usually when the Falcons are winning, they give the ball to Tyler Algier. So look, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> over the last four weeks, also one last note, over the last four weeks, Taysom Hill has more rushing fantasy points, just rushing just fantasy rushing. points, than Bijan Robinson. That's... <sighs> I'm angry again. I'm back to anger. I, I think if you could get rid of him, you should for somebody of commensurate value. Well, the person, the next most confusing actually is Taysom Hill. Like Taysom Hill, I don't even yeah. know, tight end for the Saints, tight end, fullback, or just what do they call close box end? That's basically what Taysom End's. Hill is. Yeah. So I feel Player. like he's the opposite though, where he's, I mean, probably undrafted in a lot of leagues. And now it's, I don't know, Dick, is, it, would you sell high on Taysom Hill or are you afraid that you would lose your fantasy championship because you traded him away? This is, so I think this is the conundrum with Taysom Hill. Over the last three weeks, he is the overall tight end one. Like, let that sink in for a second. <laughs> he scored 11 points more than Mark Andrews, who was the tight end two. 
So he is at the tight end <laughs> position wildly valuable. He scored more points than Travis Kelsey, to be clear. Um, so he's like <laughs> over the last three weeks of like essentially like having Travis Kelsey at tight end. Um, that is a massive, massive advantage, particularly in a season where you don't have a lot of production from the tight end spot. And so to me, this is a true conundrum. Like, obviously, it depends on what you could get for him. If you could get him from if you could get a really good player for him, that's where I start making the trades. But like he could be so valuable t- to you during the rest of the season just because his role is essentially red zone specialist. It's not a tight end. He's not a tight end. Like Juwan Johnson is their tight end. He's just the guy they put in in the red zone. Is, is it God intend for us to play Taysom Hill at the tight end position? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know what's crazier, that or the fact that him and Kelsey make like the same amount of money in real life. But this is screwed up, man. <laughs> right, right, right. This right. whole thing's messed up. What do you think, Craig? I think you got to hold on to him because he's not going to be as valuable to anybody else. Like he's only valuable to you. You know what I mean? Hi, it's just like you and your cat. Everyone's just like, oh, look, cat. And you're like, and you're like, this cat is my entire (laughs) life. And if you have, if you have Taysom Hill, no one's going to give you anything valuable for him because Taysom Hill's like kind of a punchline in in the NFL. However, every week you're starting him and he's giving you 15 points. You just have to ride this wave. I mean, I doubt that you, I mean, this cat. it's an, it, yeah. it looks like a cat. It's to me, a great cat. You're comparing my cat, cat to Taysom Hill. How dare you? <laughs> T- Taysom Hill should be a Hall of Famer, in, in my opinion. But yeah, it's like no one's going to give you anything for Taysom Hill, and you likely got him off the waiver wire. So you should just ride the wave until it's over. Appreciate That's it while you have too. it. I like that. Someone, someone, live in the music, now. Whatever that music is, it just makes me. I was mad at what Craig said. And then I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. Like it's just like a <laughs> chaser back. for my emotions. But the Taysom Hill thing, I think people are into it though. I, it, it, there's nothing like it. It's honestly just like a giant loophole that we don't it really is. know how to handle. It's so funny because it feels like we've been talking about this guy for five years now and it's never going to end. He's always just going to be the guy. He's always been hurt and he was Sean Payton's guy and now he's healthy and play like, you know, I was going to say oldest he's been, but he's like, what, 33, 34 and Sean Payton's been gone. And so I, just didn't think he'd ever get this usage, but now it's like he's... The, but yeah. the flip side is uh, it's just found money. It's like trade him. Someone emailed us about a package. They are offered a package uh, for Kelsey centered around Taysom Hill. Really? Okay, well then take it if you get Kelsey, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> do you think Do you think Taysom Hill should be designated as a running back next year? I, I don't it's know. It's a great question. It's... <laughs> literally gets into like a 21st century like identity it's just like it's weird to break the rule of like well whatever he's listed at on the team seems like a good rule what are you gonna get into this for every player but he does seem like a special case yeah he's genuinely like position fluid like he should just be like flex i mean look at last last game he threw a touchdown he caught a touchdown or rushed a touchdown like he has like he caught and threw one last week different ways it's like in fan if we had played fantasy football in the 50s everyone would have been like kicker eligible because they're all just freaking kicking the extra points <laughs> right. and stuff. Next up, most confusing players who don't know what to do with. Okay, so Jameer I think Gibbs, this is... Yeah, sorry oh, to Please go. go chopping up the bit here. <laughs> what I was going to say was, this is a situation I think a lot of people are going to have questions about right now, and whether to sell high, buy low, what to do with basically Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery for the Lions. Because right now, it sounds like David Montgomery is coming back. He's going to be back on the field, which, of course, makes the Jameer Gibbs... Uh, people who roster him very worried, but I've also seen a lot of people very worried about David Montgomery coming back. And like, maybe this is just going to go straight to Jameer Gibbs and they're not going to look back based on what he's done the last few weeks. So where you guys land on this Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery situation. I think we all know what we want to be the case. And sometimes we confuse that for what is actually for reality. (laughs) We all obviously know that Jameer Gibbs is a more explosive player than Montgomery. He's sexier. He's a rookie first rounder, Alabama. David Montgomery was a random running back before this year in the NFL, essentially. But Dan Campbell loves this man. And we've seen what he did before. Every time David Montgomery's healthy, he immediately gets 20 carries and all the goal line touches. And I think the second Montgomery comes back, they will split. It will be a 70-30 split. And Montgomery will once again be the favorite child in the, in the committee. <laughs> and I would sell high on Gibbs right now because he loves Montgomery. I actually feel the opposite. I think everyone's going to be happy. I think everyone needs to chill. And that would if be you amazing. have Montgomery, he's not going to be as good as he was, but he was like a top five running back. He's going to be playable every week. And that Jameer Gibbs is going to be way better than he was the first half of the season. He's not going to get 30 touches a game. I think they're both going to split and they're both going to be like top 12, top 15 running backs. You think they're the both going to be top 12? Yes. Well, top 15, top 12 is probably not possible. Top 15 going forward. Yes. Yeah. I think they're both 
It happens like every couple of years, there's always a team that is good enough that splits the workload enough. And Jameer Gibbs is going to catch enough passes if you're in PPR and Montgomery's going to get touchdowns. And I think everyone's going to be happy. It'll be fine. I don't know. Man, I, I love the sound of that universe. I want to live there. Um, I think I fall somewhere in the middle. I feel that you should, I lean that you should probably trade Gibbs. That was such a good song. This is incredible. Is this Kenny G? What is this? <laughs> I do feel like people will probably be a little bit if you could find someone who's really worried about David Montgomery and, and you could flip Montgomery for Gibbs, do you think you would do that? Uh, obviously, yeah. Craig would do that. I think I the fits. thing about Montgomery is like he had a rib cartilage injury. And I know he got the three weeks, but I don't know if you guys know this, but um, running backs get tackled in the ribs like all it the time. Seems like that would hurt. So um, I, I, yeah. like, it, there's the basic of obviously there's a risk the rib injury gets worse. But the other thing I think about, he's going to have to come off the field more. Like he's going to be like, I'm not a doctor, but. I just like saying I'm not a doctor before giving a medical opinion anyway. But like, I, it's like, right. he's with gonna all get, like, due like, respect, with all due respect, here comes a, a lot of not respect. Anything. Yeah. I, you can't just say opinion. that. <laughs> sure as heck does. Sure as heck can. If I say I'm not a doctor, I can then give medical advice. That's the rule. I, I feel like he's going to get tackled and have to come off more. Like his lungs will be like yeah. out of I air know, and his, he'll be pain it, and he's going to have to sub more. Don't you remember he hurt his leg in week three or week two? Missed week three, came back in week four, and he got 32 carries. That was his <laughs> leg. That was his leg. That was his leg. That's his fucking Which leg. Which he's running on. It's part of my, <laughs> the part ribs of my language. The ribs are you're breathing. Well, the lungs. But the ribs protect. Uh, you know what, man? I, as I said, I'm not a doctor, Craig. Dan Campbell clear. has shown us who he is. We just need to listen. Believe him. This yeah. is what happens all the time. We're, we're, we're not seeing the forest for the trees here. We're getting, we're, we're getting wrapped up in the sexiness of fantasy football and Jameer Gibbs. Dan Campbell is a kneecap biter. And that's what he likes about David Montgomery. <laughs> no, it's the other. It's everyone's afraid of the of the Gibbs going back away. I'm like, it'll be fine. Everyone sit chill. Just listen to the music Kai's playing. That's going really well. Okay, <laughs> next up, DK Metcalf receiver for the Seahawks. Dude, everyone's upset with DK Metcalf. Like mm. last uh, since week five, DK Metcalf is the 50th best receiver in points per game. Like he's basically tied with Jake Bobo, who ran the the backup Seahawks receiver uh. ran a four nine nine forty yard dash. Like they're equal in fantasy, more or less. Still don't know how that's possible. You know what's how so did he funny? Run a four nine nine. I, we had an argument about whether uh, was it DK or Craig? DK said you you ran a sub five forty back in the day, and we were like, no, yeah. you didn't. And like literally the next day on Get Up, Dan Orlovsky said the same thing, and everyone on the table on live television was like, no, you can't, you can't do this. Like, yes, I can. I'm like this is the same argument we had. DK said I could run a sub five forty, and I don't think I could. I think you could. What? <laughs> you no see way. offensive linemen doing think, it, man. The craziest thing is maybe the give idea him like that, two weeks to train, and then he'll do it. I think it's wild the gap between us and like. DeAndre Hopkins in the 40s, like less than half a second. That's very funny to me. I just find that hard to believe. But but DK, more importantly, to DK Metcalf, because um, how, what is your father's current takes on DK Metcalf? I feel like <laughs> this is like a cruxy relationship. His take has not changed, but he's being a good dad. He's not really like gloating at the moment, which is nice uh, because my take has been and, and probably still remains that DK Metcalf is an awesome, awesome receiver. And we should appreciate that. I will say in fantasy, a little bit frustrating. In real life, also very frustrating. <laughs> okay, he's, that's he's why it's a buy low, baby. Yeah, it's he's he's had a tough season. I would say, um, certainly not living up to expectations. So that's, so that's that's why it's a buy low. Everyone yeah. who has DK Metcalf feels that way. Here's the thing, it's fine. Like the Seahawks' last two opponents were the Browns and the Ravens. Those are like literally the two best defenses in football. And then he right. missed the Arizona game before that. And before that, they played the Bengals, who have an underrated defense. And the Seahawks are down like four linemen. These are three up. of the best defenses yeah. in the NFL. Then they yeah. played the Giants, who have a really good D-line, or did at the time, and that's the game where the Seahawks lost, like, or had two down and lost two more linemen. So it's like, other than that, he's been fine. It's like, all right, he had four terrible runs in a row. It's like, he's going to be fine the rest of the season, but you could totally get him. Incredibly groovy. Hold on, hold on. I got to finish my we gotta cigarette. We got to wait this out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like in a heart-shaped jacuzzi right now. I feel like I'm in a movie when I hear that. I feel like it's very, very easy within a season to get myopia, like concentrate really on what's happened over the last two games or whatever, three games. And even over the last three games, he's still averaging like close to like eight or nine targets a game. He's still getting the targets. I think the the production is going to come when things level out in terms of like their level of competition. So I don't know. I'm still obviously on the DK Metcalf is awesome train. I don't know if I necessarily would go out like looking to trade for him, though. I, that, this I, is but kind of, I would, because if you look at ex the difference between fantasy points and expected fantasy points per game in the last month, 
the number one player is DK Metcalf. Literally, the gap between DK's expected fantasy points and real fantasy points is eight points per game. Eight. That's like a ne- yeah. that's like another starting spot. That's why. That's the difference. But it, well, that's what happens. You play the Browns or the Ravens. So I think he's, also, he is the guy I would want. I think the gap between the reality of what Geno Smith is and what the perception of Geno Smith is right now is like never been wider because I think Geno Smith is a solid starting quarterback, a good quarterback, and people want to bench him. And I think well, people both in your DK crazy and Geno fans. Smith are going to level out as the season goes on, and we're going to start to see them play like we more expected them to play. The only people who want to bench Geno are your crazy Seahawks friends. I'm telling you, it's all over. It's all over. No, it's, these it's are like much worse. These are the Twitter week. nerds like down in their bunkers yeah. tweeting about DK Metcalf. This is not real. Okay, sure. Okay, next up, speaking of receivers, Devonta Smith for the Eagles. He again. Not as DK Metcalf last month's been the 50th receiver. Devontae Smith's been the 40th best receiver. He's been slightly behind Tyler Boyd and Zay Jones in points per game and slightly ahead of Josh Palmer. So not exactly going to clutch your pearls if someone like comes and asks if you want Devontae Smith. He's pretty acquirable. But Dallas Goddard, tight end for the Eagles, broke his forearm. He's getting surged. He's going to go to injured reserve. Last year when Dallas Goddard was hurt down the stretch, Devontae Smith, final six weeks of the season, number two receiver in fantasy, number two. And the number one was A.J. Brown. The Eagles, without Goddard, they're just a pass it to the Italians' Love offense. the funnel. Love the funnel offenses. Let's get this going. I think this one's perfect. Because, again, look, you, you want guys on good offenses. You want guys who are going to care down the stretch. The Eagles are going to be fighting to get this one seed. And with Dallas Goddard out, like this is a pass to the Italians' funnel offense now. This is Devontae Smith, and this is A.J. Brown. Um, so uh, the only problem is, is Devonte just had a good game. He's actually had a couple decent back-to-back games. So you should have traded for him like two weeks ago, but if you can still get him now, like, just like T Higgins, who just had a good game now that the bagels are ba- Bengals are back. Um, I would still, you're going to have to pay up a little bit to get Devonte Adams, but I would still do it to me. Jameer here's, Gibbs for Devonte Adams. I would do that. Here's the thing though. Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard injury. Sorry, Devonte Smith. I've been saying Devonte Adams, Devonte Smith. <laughs> oh, I was confused well, for a second. Yeah. Which Devontae would you rather have rest of the season, Adams or Smith? Wow, that's a good question. That is a good question. Wow. Dallas Goddard, I mean, I feel like he's probably out for the season. I got me, not a doctor, but Dallas Goddard, probably out for the Honestly, season. Honestly, I think I'd rather have Devontae Smith. And I'm, so I was saying, I would trade Jameer Gibbs for Devontae Smith. And I think that's, that is a fair Ooh. trade of two people giving up things that they love. It's a good deal. <laughs> Pucker factor. The Pucker factor comes in right there, I think, for both, for both sides, which is a good thing. Yeah, that's like a close your eyes and click accept kind of situation. Yeah. Yep. Am I in a speakeasy? That's I, flawless. All right, well, next up, Devontae Adams then. I yeah, feel like Devontae Adams say. received for the Raiders is like also just what's up with that guy? So Devontae Adams is this season riding on his first four weeks because that's where almost all of his production came in. So the last five games... Uh, since week five. You can say it, DK. It was the Steelers game. He's just riding off the Steelers game. (laughs) He's averaging five points a game over his last five games. That's unstartable. (laughs) That's, That's, that is a, that's worse than the worst player. The worst player you can think of, it's worse than that. (laughs) I mean, literally, Um, he had 35 points against the Steelers and 20 targets and then that's kind of it and that's just sustained (laughs) his entire season. Yeah. And in a way, you know what's funny? I always think about the people who had that week from him and lost. So they didn't. Even, so all that matters is like he's been in their lineup, but even the one good week did nothing for them. Um, it seems like the vibes have shifted, at least for Devontae Adams, because I think he would really did not like Jimmy G very much. And and be, to be honest, like there was a couple of plays where it, he could have really boosted his production, especially in the last Jimmy G game where uh, Jimmy G missed him on. I think it would have been like a ninety-eight yard touchdown and a sixty-something yard touchdown. So obviously it's. It's closer than it sounds to being like a good. He, he's closer than it sounds to being like a good player, but um, in fantasy, I should say. But I don't know, man. It's with Aiden O'Connell under center. The offense, I think, the, is so capped that I'm still pretty worried about it. Even though, right? Like, if you'll hear people talk about, and this is something that you could like whisper into someone's ears if you're trying to trade Adams away. His target rate with Aiden O'Connell under center is awesome. It's like thirty plus percent, which is awesome. I don't know if it matters, though, because the offense is just not going to score very many points. You know, I feel like so my thing is he's going to get the targets because Aiden O'Connell's 25. And when Aiden O'Connell was like 17, Devonte Adams had 12 touchdowns. And at the end of the day, I feel like the default is when you are a rookie quarterback, you're going to throw to the guy who was like scoring when you were in high school. It's down there somewhere. Throw it up. Yeah. Devonte Adams like throw me the ball. You're like, OK. Here's 
Here's something to here's something to consider. If you want to trade for Devontae Adams, you might want to wait one week because why the Raider the Raiders play the Jets next. So that's gonna be tough. No, I think you gotta start it because the guy's like, oh, I'll give it one more week, and then he's bad again. And you're like, okay, fine. It also might it might persuade the the person who has Devontae Adams to trade now because he's like, oh, they're playing the Jets next week. Yeah, like, I'll give you can have him. Yeah. Okay. And also okay. if he's good against the Jets, then he's they're not gonna give him up. They they still have to play the Chiefs twice too. Who's the worst player you would accept for Devontae Adams right now? <laughs> the worst player. Gibbs? Would you take Gibbs? Let's just say for obviously it's all contextual on the team. Let's yes, say I that would. you let's say that you'd like have running backs and receivers. You don't need anything. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that trade. Gibbs for Taysom Hill. And you don't have okay. no tight end. I would but not you, you know, do that. If you had Goddard at tight end. <laughs> what about what about what about Joe Mixon? Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah, probably. Well, that's crazy. I'm not optimistic about Adams going forward, to be honest. Next up here, players who don't know what to do with. George Pickens, receiver for the Steelers. Yeah, speaking of 25-year-old quarterbacks. So, look, I was worried about Pickens after the return of Deontay Johnson. And it turns out uh, that was right. Pickens without Deontay, kind of like we saw what he could be, right? Basically 15 fantasy points a game, 90 yards a game, was making big plays left and right. Pickett was taking shots to him. But as we've learned with the Steelers' offense, it's pretty much just like sustainable for one player only. And when Deontay yeah. Johnson came back, like Kenny Pickett literally doesn't throw for enough yards to sustain two fantasy performances unless he's throwing touchdowns, which as we've learned, he doesn't do either. He's only thrown for more than one touchdown once in his career. CJ Stroud has more touchdown passes than Kenny, than Pickett. Kenny Pickett. You know that pass it to the Italians, like Dolphins and Eagles just give it to like the two good players, but then... The Steelers are, they're not like, what are those little like city states in Italy? You know, like Vatican City or Sam, like the much smaller ones. That's like the Steelers. It's like, there's just not much room for people here. Pickett's just like too safe with Deontay Johnson. Like his, it's like the first read every time he's just going to Deontay and they're not taking shots to Pickens unless it's the fourth quarter and they're down 10, which is most games. But you're basically depending on Pickens, like coming down with like a miraculous top sports center, top 10 touchdown catch every week, or just getting his foot down in the corner of the end zone, which apparently he can't do right. Right, but right. I, I don't think the vibes are great with Pickens. He's been tweeting and Instagramming stuff. He said, like, free me. He, like, unfollowed the Steelers on Instagram. He then recanted <laughs> that and said that actually was about something else, which is definitely a lie. But um, I don't know. I, I actually, I, I mean, it's going to be hard. To, it's going to be hard to sell Pickens, but I, I kind of would. I, I don't, unless, I, I don't see the Steelers offense getting that much better, and I don't see him getting that many more targets or anything like that. What would you take for Pickens? Antonio Gibson? No. Ramondre Stevenson? <laughs> You can't get I mean, that, Ramondre I would for Pickens. Does Javante yeah. Williams? I don't know if you can get Javante. Kind of that realm, maybe. It's hard to trade a receiver for a running back. Craig, I saw I saw a trade go down in my league today. Gabe huh? Davis for George Pickens. What do you think of that? Who are you taking there? Let me look up. What's Gabe Davis done? He had a zero in this last game. Uh, I mean, so did George Pickens, Pickens. Had negative one yard. The two so of them combined for like negative points. I mean, yeah, Pickens that's... should have had a touchdown, but man, looking at me, I would take I would take Gabe Davis. I love trades yeah. like that where like a guy with zero yards for a guy with negative yards, and you can just be like, all right, you know what? What do we have to lose here? Like, the, you don't even have to pretend. <laughs> You're like, my guy sucks. Your guy sucks. Like, let's just let's just you know, new. Let's make something happen. Yeah, Jahan Dotson. Would you rather have Jahan Dotson? There's yes. an idea. Hundred uh, percent. I don't know. Yes. Pickens scores that touchdown. Are we really having this talk right now? We need two targets. That's the issue. No. Yeah. I want Dotson. Also, yeah, Mike Tomlin said, uh, you know, Pickens was a, a pebble in issue. See that? Yeah, I did. T- he had two catches, by the way, five targets. But yeah, I, I actually like what Tomlin said. He was like, you guys cover this like we're a reality television show. Like I have much more important things to think about than George Pickens being upset. He's like, I like that he's upset. <laughs> like he's a competitive person. Yeah. Tomlin usually nails it with the press. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, 
you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. All customers get a no sweat same game parlay for every Thursday night football game. Just place a three leg same game parlay and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win Thursday night football this week. Bears, Panthers. I would actually take the over on Tyson Bajan attempts and rushing yards and everything and just the under on Bryce Young, everything. It's just, it's sad. It's a little sad. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from the one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy for your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay every Thursday. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 plus and present in select states. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expires seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Next up here, players don't know what to do with Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Chiefs. Stop. What are we doing? What do you mean you don't know what to do with? When you, I, I got multiple questions about trading away Kelsey. Here's why. I think you should go for him because it's usually really hard to trade for Travis Kelsey. Like the last five years is, is almost like impossible. impossible. When you yeah. have Travis Kelsey on your team, like that's like becomes who you are. It's your whole identity. It's like getting a dog <laughs> in the pandemic. It just like became who you were. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but now it's like the dog. It's It's like, okay shit on the carpet and you're like, all right, that's done. But now it's like happening again. Cause Kelsey got hurt in week one. So the Kelsey people were like, Oh, like I got Kelsey. Now I'm trying this. This is, and then he doesn't play. And you're like, Oh my God, did I make a huge mistake? Now then he's playing really well. And the swift thing happens. You're at the epicenter, but now it's like, he just had his worst game since 2016. Yeah, and realistically, who purposes. the hell could you trade in return for Travis Kelsey? Well, I'm, what I'm saying is I think that it's not like a buy low in the sense that people aren't going to want a lot, but I think it's more the fact that he is acquirable. And most times you can't actually, it's like a p- puzzle that can't be solved. Like there's no way to fit the pieces in a way that everyone's like, I will do this trade. Now you can acquire him. That's really what I'm saying. Like, Hypothetical for you, Heifetz. Because when you were talking about Travis Kelsey, the, immediately started thinking about Cooper Cup, who was hurt at the beginning of the year. Oh, Came swap. back, was awesome. And then... Hasn't done anything for like three weeks. The worst, the worst stretch of his like career but since he became a face. The difference is that Matt Stafford's thumb doesn't work, and Brett Rippon was playing, and like Patrick Mahomes okay. as far as so his fingers. Who work. do you want more, Cup or Kelsey, right now? Kelsey. What I'm saying is, I, very specifically, if you think you're, if you're like extremely confident you're going to make the playoffs, and you're mostly shooting for a buy, Travis Kelsey's playoff schedule is Patriots Week 15, Raiders Week 16, Bengals Week 17. If you can already think that far ahead and you know you're going to make it, I would try and see if the person who has Kelsey, uh, see if you can work something out. I heard Andy Reid actually. I just saw this on Twitter that he he said that the he actually prefers to use Kelsey as a decoy. That's smart coaching, you know. <laughs> Are you really coaching if your best players just do all the work? No. By the way, Carson Wentz signed by the Rams today. Oh my God! Yeah, Discuss. see Dresser win. What's gonna happen to Dresser win? They're gonna they're gonna they cut Dresser win from the Rams. Is he gonna go re-sign with the practice squad Ed- in Edmonton? Or no, they're going to they're going to freeze him and thaw him 50 years later and, and see if they need him then <laughs> when they need oh, just like they again. did. Yeah. Yeah. What do you also what do you do with the dresser when you don't need it anymore? Goodwill. <laughs> Put it out on the curb. Yeah. If it's at Ikea. Yeah. The college stuff's light enough. You can do it yourself. But like, that, you know, the heavier dressers, it's like, you know, have a friend come over and like do it with you. Or, I was going to say neighbors, but I feel like millennials and Gen Z don't talk to their neighbors. That's over. <laughs> That's right. That's correct. That's like one of the biggest differences. I feel like I feel like older people like talked and knew their neighbors. And now that's you know what I hate. I hate that everybody has headphones on at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to chat people up, Craig? No, I don't. I don't want to talk to them, but I I want to be able to say, like, excuse me and and not have to, like, punch in the arm to get them to hear me. Like a bike horn, the little, (laughs) you know, like to get by someone in the grocery store. On your right. I'm like, I know you're all listening to the Ringer Fantasy Football (laughs) Show, but I'm here in person. You know what I mean? Craig, question. If I wear one headphone, does that bug you? So, I mean, it's one, it's, one I, You know what? I feel 50% better about that. Thank you. Because that's what I yeah. do. Yeah. I can hear anything. I can hear people, you know, can get out of the way. And I can like look really exasperated and like positive if someone tries to talk to me, you know? I just hate the like somebody staring at the milks and you're like trying to get by and they have two headphones in and you're like, what are we doing? Just here? no situational awareness. Just bumping into people. Like, listen to the jazz music. Listen to the Fandle jazz music in the grocery store that they're playing. And you know what? 
think for yourself for 20 minutes. <laughs> Can't be alone with my thoughts, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> A nightmare. All right, How next up. J- players who don't know what to do with. James Cook, running back for the Bills. This was my whole pitch coming into the season. I was like, I know James Cook's talented. I know he's cool. I know he's young. I know he's sexy. All this stuff. But I was like, there's one giant man in the way of James Cook and being good at fantasy football, and his name's Josh Allen. And once again, we are here. Josh Allen, usually the number one guy inside the goal line for the Bills, and he once again is. Basically, Cook started hot. Two of his first three weeks, he had over 100 yards and like looked really good. They beat up on the Raiders, and they beat up on the Commanders, and everyone was like, James Cook time. Since then, nothing's really happened. He has one rushing touchdown on the air. Josh Allen has six. And that's kind of just the entire thing. Uh, there's there's a stat that that tracks how often a player is on the field inside the five-yard line. So like, what percentage of the snaps when the team is inside the five-yard line is a player on the field? James Cook is on the field 20% of the time inside the five. I think that the, the times that that is accounted for is like because Latavius Murray got tired too. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like like they tried to pound it three they, straight times with Latavius. Right. It didn't work. And now they're going to throw it on fourth. And James just Cook pure is standing there. Yeah. Yeah. For reference, Latavius Murray's on the field almost 60% of the time for the Bills. And now they and have now Leonard Lenny, Fournette. Now they have Leonard Fournette, who's got massive quads, as we saw. Damian Harris, who went on IR week six, what? has more rushing touchdowns than James Cook. When did we see Lenny Fournette's quads, DK? Oh, he was wearing these like real short shorts, basically uh swimsuit, like the European swimsuits, like boxer brief looking things at, at practice. Dude has massive legs. I'd say he's a well-traveled man, but did you see that he, the, his first tweet like three hours after he landed in Buffalo was like, damn, Buffalo's really cold. This is yeah, awful. He's like, this is so cold. <laughs> Fournette did his, wait, I forget. I, I mean, he went to LSU. I think he's from Florida. I forget. Somewhere in the South. And then he went to the Jaguars and then the Bucks. This dude's played his whole career in the hottest part of the country. Well, and what's funny is it's like, it's like early November. Like, just wait, my man. Dude, I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like kind of nice. Worse. It's like, you have no idea. <laughs> The Bills literally had to shovel their way out just to make a playoff game. But anyway, do you guys agree with me on Cook? Like, I I don't see a major upside with him. No, it's a much better idea than it will be. You're right. It's the Bills fundamentally. I just don't believe that they will be a running team in or at least with James Cook. Like, I totally agree. I think this is a good call. Nature versus nurture. It's like Josh Allen can't change. Josh Allen's going to do what he's going to do. They want it. They really, really want him to check down. He just refuses. And maybe they'll trade James Cook down the road and just like Zach Moss, who's who's doing great in Indianapolis. Devin Singletary's like the starting running back on the Texans. It's like oh, they always have good running backs. They just don't work in their system. All right, next up here, players who don't know what to do with. Dude, going back to the well. Tony Pollard, baby, running back Buy for the Cowboys. Our, our number one guy. Going to August. the moon. Hold Only strong. way to go is up. Only way is up. Buy low a month ago. You can Hold still the buy him low. It's, you know what? I... Dogecoin, baby. Get in Hold now. the line. <laughs> Don't yeah. sell. At this point, we're saying he's a buy low so that we can sell him first. It, it is kind of like a, a yeah, coin-esque scheme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to get rid of all the stuff we have. Uh, the old pump and dump. Tony Pollard has the most snaps of anyone in the like consecutive touches right now of anyone in the NFL without a touchdown, like active streaks. So that's cool. Which really, if you think about it, probably is no whatsoever attachment to how good he is and it just means that there's a bunch of touchdowns coming yeah right he did have one called back last week all right a couple other things I just want to mention for I, i've never talked about this but trading for defenses in fantasy i almost never say it but i will say we're talking about buy low if you want to buy high the browns if you if you are like i'm gonna make the playoffs if you're like seven and one six and two or i guess we've done nine weeks seven and two eight and one whatever you are if even six and three you're like i'm gonna make it Browns D, the playoff schedules, they're playing the Bears in week 15 and the Jets in week 17, the Browns. And then the Eagles are playing like the Giants in week 16, the Cardinals in week 17, and the Eagles defense easier to find. But part of me is like, if you just want to just go get the Browns D and you have like a lot of depth, I'm like, just do it. Screw it. Like, just go for it. Those are the difference makers at the end of the season. I mean, look at last night, the uh, the, the Chargers defense had 27 points. Like, yeah. those are the things that will swing your it's matchups wild. in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, just start peeking at defenses and stuff. Um, so it can make an absolutely massive difference. All right. Those are the players who don't have to do with. Get to some emails. It's email time. Emails. emails. This is, all right. There's only one place to start. So the last episode, that was Sonny <laughs> Jurgensen. You guys were like, Sonny. It's Sonny, like Sonny and Cher. So I, I've been saying like Sonny and Cher and Sonny Corleone. And you guys were like, what are you doing? I, a tremendous amount of feedback. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? We went Heifetz viral. 
It happens once every three or four weeks. I just want to reiterate, a lot of people email to be like, well, it's father and son. And Craig said, why would it be Sonny? It's son. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's the 2N thing. It's a name. Sonny Hyphens. Jurgensen. This, this is the, this is the path you want to go down? This is Let the angle you want to take? The English no one, language? No one's debating your reading of Sonny. Like, no one's debating how you interpret it. It's the fact that you've never heard anyone say the word Sonny before. It's just okay, the wildest. Fine. I'm just, all right, absolutely was, wild. Well, because no one's named Sonny. You had to come up with one person, Sonny Gray, that's like Sonny Gray, whatever. In the 21st century, it's a dumb Sonny name. And Sonny, Sonny and Cher. Sorry if anyone's listening. Sonny and Cher. 50 years ago. Sonny on the Godfather. The Sonny Corleone. That was also 50 <laughs> years ago. It's like the most famous movie ever, and you were the one who brought it up on the last oh, pod. Oh, fine, but like that's one guy. I'm just saying. Look, so the most the famous na- movie ever, one of the most famous singing duos ever, and, and like an all-star pitcher <laughs> on your favorite team I'm right now. I'm just saying that in the context of the two ends, here's, here's what I'm trying. I'm not saying, I get that I'm wrong, but I'm saying, think of all the other names with the two ends. Ronnie. Lonnie, Donnie, Hyphens. Bonnie, LeBron's son, who we talk about all the time now, Bronny James. Don't call him Bronny James, it's Bronny. Lindsey Vaughn, the two ends. I'm just like, I got in the habit and I went with it. And I'm like, all right, I'm got sorry. Fuck Jesus. It's Hyphens. Again, no one cares that you interpreted how to, how to read the word. Ron. Everyone seems you, to care. You've never freaking heard the word Sonny. You've never heard the I name Sonny. I don't know. There are, people there are a million words in the English language that don't sound right. like the way they are spelled. That is not right. what we're discussing. If we wanted to get into that, the English language is a mess and most words are spelled bizarrely. It's that the <laughs> yes. fact that you have never heard the word Sonny spoken out loud in your life. <laughs> I've heard Sonny. The name Sonny, there's only five. Six, Sonny Vaccaro, the the whatever his deal with. Fine, what is your like, po- uh, it's just whatever, man. Ivan's just been getting shit on so for the last like, twenty four hours. I have to. I now I'm gonna out myself. All morning, this is Tuesday. All morning, I've just been getting roasted in my group text with my friends. My <laughs> friends, shout out Mike and Jackson. Um, Feels I like you really the, buried the lead on this. But I yes. do do this a lot. My, in fact, my friend Jackson has in his phone. A list of names I I have pronounced <laughs> wrong, and it the list goes back to high school. Uh, this list this is like great. this list is like fifteen years old, and it's just a collection of words and names that I've said wrong. And if you'd like, I will take you through it a little journey of all the other things I've gotten wrong. And like I, I it's the Family Guy joke of like I've only seen it written. I love this. This is so um, good. Study added to the end of the list. What what else you got? Uh, arboretum. I I, I pronounced it arboretum. <laughs> It's like British. It's like uh, the British how they yeah. pronounce aluminium. aluminium. Yeah, aluminium. Yeah. Uh, oh, I still get this bat wrong. Just simultaneously, just say simultaneously. Or just say <laughs> simultaneously. What are you talking about? Uh, so I don't know. Simultaneously. Uh, when he first started playing for Indiana, I called him Victor Oladipo. They never let me go on that one. It's Oladipo. Wow. Oh, this was like I mean, his first seat. I mean, that's. I'm going to let that one go. I don't yeah, care. it's like. You, th- yeah, this one's worse. I called him you Darvish for like, I don't know, way too long after he came. <laughs> <laughs> that one stuck. To, I don't know why. I heard it the wrong. wrong, and that I, on the wrong you're like slab. already yeah, 80 years old. You, like <laughs> everyone jokes that like their dads can't pronounce the word Chipotle. Like that's already yeah, where you're at. You're in the Chipotle um, range already. His rookie year, I kept calling him Kawi Leonard. But that, that, that stuck around. <laughs> Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi. But here's my question. Did you know his name was Kawhi Leonard or had you never heard it before? That, I had only seen it written, yes. That, that's the thing. A lot of, like, like they give me a lot of crap. Giannis. I said, I said Jameis Winston. Like, J- Jameis, Jameis Winston. Said to James. But he was at Florida State. But that one I have an answer to because it was 2014, 2015, the World Cup that year. James Rodriguez was this Colombian soccer player then got i think real madrid i think swooped it. he played really well and then real madrid uh purchased contract but like james and i'm like now there's a college football player named j-a-m-e-i-s and i'm like oh, I, I actually think I that's know. a good argument like i think just james is an uncommon name and seeing the e-i-s i could see how you got to james i think the sunny thing is worse than all of these because <laughs> yeah, all of these yeah, other words sure. are very niche words or uncommon names there are very famous sunnies in the world and sunny is like a common name for people for pets Sonny is in the culture. All right, well, I'll keep going because there's other ones that I should have gotten that I say all the time that I still got wrong. Uh, The Yankees, uh, oh, I still get this all the time. I don't know the answer. Gio Urshela, or Urshela. I don't know. He was the Yankees third baseman for like two full years and I just can never get that right. Uh, The Blue Jays had a guy named Kavan, I call him Kavan Biggio. It's Kavan. That one's a weird name. Uh, (laughs) Kavan. But then one's Christian, 
I call him Christian Yelich, but it's Yelich. Yelich. I call him Yelich. Yelich. That one's making up stuff MVP. I just, I don't know, man. Uh, the worst one is, I called it Slate of Hand. Because <laughs> it's spelled like weight, like Slate spelled like weight. So I call it Slate of Hand. Wow. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, as you guys know, haphazard, haphazard. Yeah, this is the one I called you on. You thought it was half, like the PH. Was the theme is that I spell the way they're spelled. <laughs> That's so good. Accent related things. I can't say <laughs> dolphin or golf penalty. That's I all pronounce right. That's I rhyme with the Pouncy Brothers. And now Sonny. 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 Oh my God. All time moment. All time hyphens moment. I would like everyone to email ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you too have words you've mispronounced that you'd only seen written. And I would like to thank Carissa for I, for all the vitriol I received. I would like to thank vitriol. Carissa for is is it tell me it's vitriol. I'll, <laughs> vitriol. I'll never come back <laughs> to the show. I'll never come back. To, you guys should do that at some point. We're just going to gaslight you on yeah. everything now. Th- also, like, good. look, if you're five years old and you didn't know how to pronounce a certain word, not a big deal. We want we want you over 20 years old. DK mispronounced my, 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 he called it myopia like 20 minutes ago. I let that slide. Okay. How's it pronounced? Isn't it myopia? Yeah, probably, I don't know. I, I, I don't say that word, nor have I ever. I mean, really. look, no one is saying, I'm not saying certainly that I get all the words correct. I just, this was a very particular, hilarious one. My gut says it's myopia. Myopia just sounds a little like Boston. Let's let's look it up. But there's always a friend in an argument that when they join your side, you feel like you lost. Like there's someone that like it's the exception proves the rule. There's someone that if they're on your side in a specific argument, you're like, oh, well, that's bad that you agree with me. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like, if you're never... If you're like having like an argument with like your, you know, your partner or someone and then your one friend who like is, I don't know. It's myopia. Like, what did I shit. say? You said myopia. You, no, said, you myopia, said it right. I said myopia. No, I was. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Well, it's myopia. Whoever said that is correct. I got in, You said myopia. DK. Damn it. I got in a wow. huge argument with the best man oh, at my wedding back in college. You guys have met him, Chris. One night in college, you know, a few drinks had been had. And I said the word he said, he said impotent. And I said, you mean impotent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, no, dude, it's it's impotent. And we went <laughs> we went like 10 rounds on that. And then the next morning he woke up and he was like, hey, man, the second you said impotent, I knew I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but his dad's British. And I think like he was like, I, I think like that's why I say that. I don't know. There's a, That's also like omnipotent. It looks like omnipotent, but it's omnipotent. omnipotent. Yeah. 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 Well, I hate that because it's like the word is potent. Yeah, it's hard. So right. then you're impo like that's just dumb. Yeah, but there, there's so many examples of that in the English language. It's all fucked up. It, it's like how S O N is pronounced son. Uh, but like it's <laughs> uh, it's the two ends. But uh, it's just dumb. It's like you know why? It's like the only reason it's pronounced Sonny. impotent is that you, the, whoever decided the English language 500 years ago was like the same thing as Chris, and he dug his heels in, but he won and gaslit the guy, and they just mm-hmm. kept it that way. It's like he was yeah. wrong though. Anyway, I want to eat this email from Chrissa. Carissa. Carissa says, Carissa, just heard your bit on Sonny versus Sonny. Thought I'd share some moments where I also said <laughs> a word. To be, dude, so Bonnie, good. Bonnie, whatever. <laughs> Again, it, we're not disagreeing with you about the weird spelling of the word. Right. It's that you don't know people are named Sonny in real life. If the only thing that comes up is, so- is Sonny Gray and the Godfather, then like that's not that much. Uh, Sonny and Cher anyway, doesn't count? It's just Cher now. No one talks about freaking Sonny anymore. Also, this is not a good argument. (laughs) Anyway, Carissa said, I would like to share other times I said a word that I had only read out loud before. Or sorry, I only read before. The first instance was me. And Chris is an AP English English student Mm -hmm. reading the word epitome out loud during class. And she pronounced it as epitome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then she says worse. Then she got to college. She was giving a final presentation in front of a college advanced geography class. And she read the word archipelago out loud, (laughs) but she pronounced it the way that she thought it was, which was archipelago. (laughs) That's how it looks. In front of the advanced geography class. Oh, no. You know what, man? I feel bad. Like that happens to the best of us. And the English language is impossible. There was, I, I don't know who this girl is, wherever she is. I hope she's doing well. I remember in high school, you know, you had to read out loud. Teacher would call on people you read out loud out of a mm-hmm. book. The word was missile. And she read missily for about five straight minutes. <laughs> she said missily over and over and over. And, and everybody felt bad and everyone's been there. So look, Carissa, don't feel bad. Okay. We've all been there. Nobody wants to admit it, but we have. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have other things of you or other experience you had where someone read a word out and just got it completely wrong. Or archipelago is a hard right. word. Very specific. I think they talk about that in The Godfather. All right. The, <laughs> well, I learned that that was in Sweden or uh, Stockholm and archipelago, which I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The That's collection right. of islands. Yes. Mm. Uh, we mm. also got a lot of emails about butt rock. DK. Yeah. Genres of rock. We got an email from John. John. Hey. Butt rock refers to mainstream rock released after Nirvana made alt rock mainstream and mainstream rock uncool. Examples include Creed, Stain, Nickelback, Disturb, Metallica's albums from and after Load. Huh. Cock rock refers to 1980s hair metal acts such as Poison, White Snake, Quiet Riot, Rat. Got it. Yeah. Cock rock. I mean, that makes sense. I would venture that that's not how it's understood by a lot of people, but that doesn't matter. I think if that's the definition, then we'll go with that. Well, the email subject line was cock rock, which I thought was pretty compelling. Cock rock. I got, I got, so I had, I had, I literally had people both uh, tweet me that I was very correct and very incorrect about butt rock. So nice. I think there's a lot of uh, disagreement about what that, mm. it's like, you know, how to pronounce sunny versus sunny. Just yeah. a lot of disagreement. No one there. knows. Scientists yeah. have been a debate as old as time. Scholars yeah. maintain. Um, yeah. Speaking of oldest time, we got an email from McKay. 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 Nice. We're talking about what's the oldest inside joke? And we were like, we probably <laughs> God telling Abraham, kill your son. And he's like, no, 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 I was kidding. Whoa. And then McKay emails in to say, actually, what's funnier about the story of Abraham and Isaac is that when Abraham and Sarah had Isaac, they were both almost 100 years old in the story. And sure. when God told Abraham that Sarah was going to have a child, which they've been trying to do their whole lives, they couldn't. Abraham laughed at God. And in response to the laughter, when Sarah eventually had the baby, God told Abraham to name his son Isaac. Isaac in Hebrew means he laugheth, wow. which means God roasted Abraham and then made his son name him the, ro the roast. <laughs> inside so the, the so name is the inside joke. That's pretty good. So he literally m named the son after an inside joke. Yeah, he, that's, he, laugh, he laugheth. He, that's a pretty compelling a argument mouthful. for that's the oldest inside joke is Isaac means he laugheth. <laughs> laugheth. Laugh. <laughs> uh, oh my God. All right. We got an email from Donovan. 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 This one's for DK, baby. Um, there's a bridge in Minnesota named after Major Dick Bong. <laughs> Major Dick Bong. Major Dick Bong. Who, why did that even come? I don't remember where we got Major Dick Bong. We're talking from. about dicks and names. Oh. Well, that'll do it. Uh, <laughs> the Major Dick Bong Memorial Bridge connects Duluth, Minnesota to Superior, Wisconsin. It's formerly known as the Bong Bridge to locals, which I got news for you. The the, the mm. younger locals don't call what it What do the they Bong do Bridge. on there? Yeah. Dick Bong. The, Major why wouldn't Dick the younger Bong. locals call it the Bong Bridge? Well, I feel like they're going to call it the Dick Bong Bridge for like the whole. That's one where you keep the whole name. Well, I thought you were just going to say they use it to smoke a bunch of weed. Oh, that's too. I feel like a bridge is a bad place for that, though. It's kind of the opposite under, of a bridge. Under a bridge? I feel like that's kind of kind of classic, cinematic. Under a bridge. I feel like it's yeah, a under big a bridge. bridge. Sure. It connects Minnesota to Wisconsin. It's probably a big bridge. I feel like that's common. People like hang out the derelicts under a bridge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a whole song by uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's right. Yeah, they're not bridge. smoking weed in that song. That's not what no. it's It's about. another drug, but yeah. That's Dude, that, that's like one of those songs where I'm like, you realize like 15, like I, I was like eight years old. Like the song's sick. And 15 years later, I'm like, oh, it's the worst day of this guy's life. I right. get it. <laughs> like, wow. It's like my life's falling apart. It's like when you realize that it's sunny, not sunny. It's Your weird to write a changes. sad song, but then give it like a killer hook. Right. <laughs> it you must know? be crazy to be like, wow. Like, like that song is about how he's doing heroin under a bridge. And his, uh, I think his girlfriend had thrown him a birthday party with all his friends that were there waiting for him. And he never went. And that like his whole life fell apart and he chose. And it's crazy. Can you oh, imagine damn. writing that about this person? who's like, I have to stop. All my friends are doing this drug and it's destroying my life. And then like, can you imagine like eight, seeing eight year old Danny Heifetz being like, I don't yeah. want to feel. I don't ever <laughs> want to feel like I did that, that. And it's like, that must be so weird to like oh, see God, like children. Good singing. That was amazing. I can't sing either. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually gone five years without ever singing on mic because I know I'm tone deaf. But <laughs> just came out. My, big, my biggest claim to fame is that I was on the I was on the Bill Simmons podcast with Flea. Not at the same time, <laughs> mind you. 
Flea was oh, on the same episode. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, oh, it's gonna someone, go on my. It's like my epitaph. Didn't we just say that Flea looks like just like Flea? And someone emailed us to say Flea actually has a doppelganger. I'm trying to remember who it was. Oh, this sounds familiar. Oh, Wayne Rooney. Oh yeah, Wayne Rooney does look like Flea. Yeah. Okay, we also got an email from Brian. 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 We're talking about what do punters do all day? Oh, no. <laughs> Stand by it. <laughs> that was a common refrain of the week, by the way. A Actually, lot of other media uh, oh, yeah. podcast outlets were talking about like why the hell couldn't Bri- the punter kick the ball? Brian says, speaking as an expert, aka a two-year walk-on college punter at Emporia State, which is Division II Emporia College in Kansas. State, who they play. Which I think is the perfect person for this. Says, Division II <laughs> punter, Kansas, not a big deal. Only played for two years. Also, the way he wrote this was so funny. Like, he definitely had been on the bomb bridge. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, editing it down. Was not the biggest fan of the off-season workouts. My roommates were all wide receivers and tight ends, so they ate it up, which I thought was so funny. Uh, he says, I'm a big fan of special teams, though. Love punting. Never learned how to kick field goals, though. Okay. <laughs> it says, a lot of the practices... Not were helping your f- argument. Yeah. Uh, no, he says, a lot of the practices were punting... F- oh, he was admitting it. He said, a lot of the practices oh, okay. were punting for the first few group sessions. And then the next two hours of practice, we would either snap the football to quarterbacks and drills, spot the ball, carry on the play sheet for starters. But we usually just recorded video with the two uh, club managers for the last hour of practice <laughs> on top of the announcer's box. So you're just, you're just making TikToks instead of yeah. kicking field goals. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Practices are like four hours long or however long. You, how many punts can you do? It's, it's you like, ten you do field like goals 15 or 20? A day. You know what's incredible about it? You know what I think it's funny? I'm not going to kick Ta- the whole time. Take away the context of a football practice. If you just put six dudes and footballs and tees on a field for two hours, how long would it take dudes to just be like, I bet I could make a 25-yard field goal? Like five minutes. <laughs> It's almost weird that you could be a punter on a field with nothing to do for half an hour and not try to kick a field goal. It, is this unique? Like, is it only the Texans kicker or is it only a small amount of, of, sorry, is it only the Texans punter and maybe a few other punters that don't kick field goals? Or if this were, if this happened to any team in the league, would their punter not be able to kick a field goal? I think certainly like a quarter or a third of the punters would try, but like, I think it's, it's happened. Like there are totally times, it's happened like a decent amount where the kicker gets hurt. And then they're just like, you know, nothing we can do. I just understand that. Like, why hasn't a special teams coach ever been like, hey, here's a crazy idea, punters. One day a week, kick 50 field goals <laughs> just in case. So someone emailed in joking that the conspiracy theory was that the punters pretend they can't because if they could, then they would probably lose the jobs. And instead of 64 jobs, it'd be 32, which is funny. I have a real conspiracy theory, which is deeper, which is I actually think the answer is coaches at almost every level have no idea how kicking works and none of them want any, like they just, it's magic to them. And it, it starts in college where there's a NCAA rules. There's a limit on how many coaches you can have on staff. Cause otherwise Michigan would just like outspent. Yeah. Probably the right example. We just spend more and like, have all, <laughs> so there's like limits on how much you can have. So none of the teams like Nick Saban's not wasting one of his coach, like limited coaching spots on a kicking coach. So the answer is they ex they um they outsource it and all the coaching, they don't have anyone scout kickers, they don't want to coach kickers. They outsource it to like one guy, and one guy basically runs all the kicking and punting in America. And like none of the coaches know anything about it. But that doesn't explain why once they get to the NFL, you can't just once a week teach the punter how to kick a field goal. I don't know. They just don't think about it. Urban Meyer who, as weird as he is, won all these championships. What was his strategy? He went up to the kicker on the Jaguars, kicked him, and was like, make your kicks, dipshit. Got That's old school. Also, don't <laughs> a lot of kickers in college, aren't they kickers and punters a lot of the time? I I don't, I, I really don't, I'm confused. Also, what punter didn't play soccer? It's, it, it, it's, it's all messed up. Well, Some, I guess it's there, a there's something sport. up. So this is going to sound very uh, ignorant of the rules of like Australian rules football and and rugby and everything. But like in those sports, don't like all the players kick it a lot. But that's punting, right? Like that's got to be more kind of punting than field goals. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So by the way, the re- so someone threw out that one of the reasons uh, this, the Texans used Darian Gubawale as their kicker is because Cam Johnson, Cameron Johnson is their punter and he's Australian. Um. So he's never he, heard of field goals? I don't. So maybe that's not a good argument, but like, <laughs> what does that I, mean? I don't know. 
I looked him up. He looks just like Bill Burr, by the way. Huh. <laughs> Maybe that's so, why. Uh, that's neither I think here it's nor incredible there. that Dario Gumbawale has been doing this at practice, but the punter hasn't. It just, I, like, I feel like in I, Australian I, rules football, you have to like kick the ball from all over the place. But he plays NFL football now. No, I know, but he used to play Aussie rules. Do you think now other special teams coaches around the league are going to be like, hey, we don't want to have to deal with what happened to the Texans there, so maybe we should try to, you know, get our punters acclimated Dude, with every field goals. punter, every punter who did not practice field goals this week is like on notice. They're under the bong bridge. <laughs> it's the office space. Like, what do you do here all day? Yeah. So you take you take the documents down? <laughs> wow. Take the ball. My, my assistant. My assistant <laughs> does. <laughs> you physically walk them down the hall. No, well, my, my assistant does. My snapper does that. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, that's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for, wow, incredible production today from Kai. Just outstanding work. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Tucker, everyone behind the scenes. Um, thank, I'm sorry to Sonny and all the Sonnies. I'm sorry. It's Sonny Gray in particular. Uh, I apologize. And What happened, yeah. though, during the Yankees games when he was pitching? Like what They said his name a bunch, I would imagine. I think I... Rep- the most it was act- the accent. Honest I could be is I probably repressed it out of yeah. like my brain protecting itself from being wrong. Like, I probably just retconned it some out of myself. <laughs> I just... I, it's inexplicable. I must you have just like... Yourself. I, I must have just came up... <laughs> it, it blocked the memory. I don't know what happened. I, I It's... That's probably the most honest I could be as I lied to myself. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Uh, thank you, Lincoln Park. I'm just looking. Wow. I, I Googled butt rock anthems. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> butt rock. I mean, I think so the, the emailer or but, whatever, the person is who's this gone. A, is, is butt rock a pejorative or no? No, no, no. It's, it's just, I don't think so. Well, okay. maybe a little bit. I mean, butt but is in the it. Name, the name came from, remember, or according to legend, the name came from like a slogan on a radio station. I was like, nothing but rock. Right. Was the slogan. That's and, then the added, and then they added a T because it was funny. But then when you <laughs> later do it, everyone else is thinking butt rock. And then later it just becomes like, oh, this rock I think is it, ass. I think it became pejorative. Yeah. They, because they it's a bunch of coming. bands that suck. Hmm. Right now, are you saying Linkin Park sucks? Because you got to fuck, you got to. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm just Say kidding. it. Some of these bands suck. Let's be honest. Um, Name names. And you don't get to do Nickelback. Well, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to... I don't know a lot of these, to be honest. Like, I mean, I haven't listened to them. Like, Godsmack. I know there's probably a lot of Godsmack fans out there. Yeah, I I bet Abraham was a huge Godsmack guy. I just saw this one. Seven Mary Three. Do you guys remember the song Cumbersome? No. It was like... uh, You have to sing it. 1990-something. Do you think everyone's going to respect me less now that they heard me sing? and realize I'm toe deaf? <laughs> no, I think, I think after the sunny thing, that respect's pretty low. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> respect. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying though, where it's like I, just rapping about like this, like pivotal moments in your life, or singing about them, and just like seven year olds are like, "Yeah, nice, love this." <laughs> I don't ever want to feel, and you're like, "Okay." Craig knows it. That's I still think it's weird like- that you're like, "I'm going to write a song about the darkest day of my life," but I needed to kind of hit. You know? <laughs> I need to really bob my head. It became it became one of those songs that like beginning guitarists automatically have to learn. Oh, like, really? I think to that song, Craig, you got to make it hit because if that doesn't hit, man, what's gonna like? You got to you have to do that all like that's got to be the one, right? Because those are going to be the most you know personal lyrics to you, like stuff that is really important. You spend a lot of time on. So if you don't make it kind of bop, what's the point? Like my people to hear it. Like yeah, my banger would be like this really embarrassing moment I had where I would I I, I thought Sonny was, or Sonny was Sonny and I'm like everyone made fun of me. A song like, about a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the time I was podcasting. That's an ick. Yeah, you should you should write a song about podcasting, Heifetz. That'll go well. <laughs> That's super cool. <laughs> Has there ever been a song about podcasting? <laughs> it feels like a Bo Burnham bit. It's like- I don't think there has been. <laughs> we could be the first. And <laughs> they said there were no new ideas. All right. Goodbye, everyone.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4777 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 